Hello and welcome to Subscriptions for Authors. This is Summit Session number 11, which was actually originally filmed way back in May of 2023. And we're actually releasing all the Summit Sessions on the podcast feed now. You can also find them on the YouTube channel, which will be linked down below. You also can find them in addition on the transcripts, which will be linked down in the description if you want to read the transcripts. But this session is going to be with Rodney Smith, who's just one of the most talented speakers, one of the most incredible people. He leads a community of writers called Writers Con X, a group of serial fiction writers who have like hundreds of millions of reads on, on online platforms. And Rodney himself is an incredibly talented serial fiction writer. He has some incredibly well-selling horror stories, and he's just one of the most inspiring people. So I think you're going to really enjoy this session about how serials can supercharge your readership. And when it comes to more sessions just like this, if you want to be a part of next year's summit, the 2024 Subscriptions for Authors Summit, we'd love to have you there. It's going to be taking place in Boston, May 6th and 7th. We're going to be having some awesome salons and luncheons in addition to 12 incredible sessions with some fantastic speakers. If you want to come, if you want to join us in Boston, all you got to do is click the link right at the top of the description and we'll see you there. And if you can't make it in person, no worries. We also have a virtual summit and the virtual summit is going to be a ton of fun as well. And we'd love to see you there. You could also find information down in the link below all about that. So now we're going to get into the session, session number 11 of the scriptures for the summit. I hope y'all enjoy. This is our final presentation and an honor to have Rodney V. Smith close it out for us. Like I said, there'll be one more presentation for me, 30 minutes giving a closing note, but this is really our, this is, oh, I'm so excited for it. And Rodney, we met, I'm trying to think, we met through maybe Tamara? Yes, Tamara. Yeah, yeah. She introduced us and you were just wonderful and just so locked in on that as writers, we can work together. And that as writers, we can build CUNY's, not only of our readers, but of fellow authors. And that's exactly what you've done with Web Series Canada, but also Writers Con X, which is a CUNY of top Wattpad writers, which as I mentioned, and you mentioned, is well over a billion reads in total, which is so wild. And of course, you yourself are an amazingly successful serial fiction author who's won awards for your Canefield Killer series and How Not to Vampire, comedic horror, really fun stuff. And you've had 15 years in film television experience, just serials, because television and serials is a lot of overlap. And we're going to have you talk all today about how serials can superpower your readership. So I'll hand it over to you. The mic is yours. I have a whole thing written. So if you want to like break in at any point to help nudge me along or to interject any parts of anything that you find interesting, whatever, please feel free. I, like I said, I have everything written down right in front of me. So this should be interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Rodney Smith and I'm a writer. It seems obvious to say that, especially with everyone here, but it does need to be stated sometimes. I wear many hats. So a little clarity about what I am is important because it's different from what I do. I'm sometimes a marketer, a website designer and developer, graphic designer. At other times, I'm a filmmaker, screenwriter, editor, director, producer, and a visual effect artist. And then there are the times that I'm a YouTuber, 
the host, party planner, and the guy introducing you to people in a party who you just have to meet. I'm also a father, a not terrible husband, and sometimes, and one hell of a cook. I am going to boast on that last one. Anyway, I am all of those things and I do them well. But above all, when you ask me what I really am at my core is I am a writer. I've been writing on Wattpad for over 10 years now. And like most everyone here, I've been writing stories for most of my life. And now here I am writing and publishing online after what seems like an eternity and through the growth of an industry that went from just on paper into the internet the past, I don't know, the past 30 years have been this whole whirlwind of, of development. You can find my stories on Wattpad under my very obvious username, I am Rodney V. Smith. That's literally it. I am Rodney V. Smith. That's my author brand everywhere. But a lot of my work over the past 30 years has been in film and web series. So there's a whole mess of experience in different formats that, that Michael just mentioned. I think it was probably when I got the opportunity to do screenplays that it changed everything for me. This was like after writing a couple of quite possibly really bad novels. I was a teenager in the 90s, so please feel free to judge me. This I think we all have our bad novels. We have to get them out. I wish I could show you the sheer billions of the trash I wrote as a kid, but those pages are now lost to the depths of time, never to be seen again. I thank God for that. What they did accomplish, though, was to push me further into understanding the structure of story and to truly love writing above all else. It was all I ever wanted to be. I spent a couple of years writing nothing but screenplays, feature films, short films, and everything I could write just to get something to produce, to get something just to be discovered. Because all we want is to be discovered. It's the biggest similarity between novel writers and screenplay writers. We crave that attention, the acknowledgement that somebody likes our story. You're probably wondering what this all has to do with building an audience for your book. What does it have to do with supercharging your audience through serials? Simple. First, you have to have a real love for it. This is a long-term plan. It's not a get rich quick scheme. Anybody who ever says that, just go write a book and become famous. Yeah, ignore that guy. This is transformative and it requires you to change your expectation of what online publishing looks like. And you're going to have to have a real love of storytelling to get it started, but more than anything else to keep going. For years, the dream has always been to get picked up by one of the big five, earn a million dollars and go on to fame and success in the New York Times bestseller list. But more and more people are writing, especially with the rise of Amazon and online booksellers. That dream is sometimes seeming less and less achievable with every passing day. But over the years, we've now had online publishing, Wattpad, Radish, Tapas, a whole bunch of, of new publishing platforms that came and went. I was writing on several that just disappeared completely. I think Amazon had a really good one way before Vela came along. And with each one of these, we were all hopeful that this was going to be it. The best next big breakthrough. We were all doing the same thing, looking for that audience. When I discovered Wattpad in 2012, the most attractive thing was the opportunity to present my story chapter by chapter to an established audience. 
it was a vibrant community with readers talking to and about authors and the authors were actually talking back the audi the audience was already there fully established and engaged millions of readers and they were all looking for something new to devour you guys remember what it was how it was back in the day it was new and it was exciting it was the potential of re reaching the audience that everyone was tapped into you for the first time we didn't have to go chasing an audience i think it, that's something that you can actually look at all of the other platforms for but with wattpad they had the biggest biggest readership sorry <laughs> i almost lost my train of thought there anyway but th that was the thinking the, the reality was something different because the whole audience thing tends to get a little tr tricky things changed and over time they took things away from us a little control of the audience but in the meantime, I finally had an audience. They were interested in the stories that I had to tell. But the best thing was that I didn't have to finish the story before I published it. I'd written Canefield Killer and I'd shopped that around for a while doing the whole traditional route. And then I just took it and I just threw it into the proverbial trunk. That, that was pretty much doomed to never find an audience. That was like back in 2006, I finished reading, writing that book. But with Wattpad, was like a light bulb moment for me. It was a realization that I didn't have to spend a whole two or three years writing and crafting a book and editing it and then just doing the whole getting it out to, ed to editors and publishers and then getting the, the rejection. It was that we could actually write what we really wanted to write and get it out to the audience almost immediately and get that feedback. That's, that was, I think that was like the biggest thing that people, like people going online right now and discovering the ability to write to an audience, they don't understand how hard it was back back in the day. And back in the day, it was just a matter of in the early two twenty no two two thousands. After that, it's just it's just different now. But anyway, it's instant engagement. And it's that, it's that engagement you can get. It's this excitement that you can get from the readers and they can build the momentum, especially when readers can get on board and they can comment and get excited with you. I remember writing the second book in my vampire series during NaNoWriMo. And it was the first time that my readers were getting new chapters from me every single day instead of maybe once per week. And these were beefy 2,500 to 3,500 word chapters, maybe one of them was like 6,000 words. And that was like exhausting. So the readers were all in for it. I crashed for about a week after that Nana was over and I still hadn't completed the book, but it was a time when I gained some of my most loyal readers who are still with me today. They got caught up in the excitement and the world that I was delivering and their comments kept me going through the whole part, their engagement and their laughter they, it was such a good feeling to have and something that I never experienced before. So with that, they just, just kept me interested in what I was writing. And I, there were a lot of inconsistencies and I experimented with a lot of concepts, especially in how to frame the story. I mixed first person with third person, but they were there for it. The best thing about the experimentation is that if it doesn't work, you can always go back and fix it. And when you write serially online, you can always go back and change things. You can always make it right. What I discovered then, what was like the most 
important thing about that entire process was that what we have here is lightning in a bottle. I wish I had subscriptions back then, actual weird subscriptions that made sense. I don't remember the year, but it's this is lightning that can be captured again. And maybe this time in a bigger bottle. We have room for that. So just, just keep that in mind when you're thinking about writing online. Now, it would take me a few years to refine the process that I right now, like a lot of years. This is like when I said, this is like back in 2013, 2014. I'm not kidding. It's, it's been a bit of a process just trying to find what works for online. But the most important thing about the process, it was that it gave me the ability to control how I presented my story in a way that traditional publishing doesn't offer, in a way that writing screenplays and getting them produced doesn't offer. It was a direct conduit to the audience. It's what we have right now, a direct conduit. And if I screwed up something in an earlier chapter, I realized that something huge had to change. Once I wrote a later chapter, with serial writing, releasing the chapters one at a time on a weekly basis, I could edit, I could improve. I know some people don't like to edit because they lose reads or sorry, comments or something. And believe me, I used to hate it, but it's becoming a lot more critical these days. And if you're going to be publishing on Ream using the subscription model, editing is going to be really critical because the bar is now higher that people are paying for it. Okay, the first book that I released on Wattpad was a book called So You Might Be a Vampire. It was the long rambling story that I'm in the process of rewriting, renaming, rebranding, reinventing for possibly the third time, maybe the fifth. I swear, this version is the last version, but it is a story that frames a lot of my own journey through serial writing, online to self-publishing, badly to correcting and working with an editor, releasing through self-publishing again. Yeah, and then just taking the whole damn thing down and re reframing it and reinventing it in its final form. It has now become a new book, a book that embraces the serial format. And it came out of something that Wattpad had introduced a couple of years ago called Infinite Stories. To just avoid any complications with Wattpad, I, I went with an ongoing series as my hook. And I set each book up as a season, like TV season, which is something I was very familiar with as a filmmaker. It, it was in just a new way of looking at the delivery of a story and one that made complete sense to me for what I was doing. And it's perfect for the subscription model. It's called How Not to Vampire. Of course, book one is called season one, which makes it really simple. Anybody want to guess what book two is called? Yeah, it's called season two. And just wait till you hear what the title is for book three. I have little subtitles, but season one, season two, season three, it just makes it easier just to move on through and let people know exactly what they're getting. But here's the thing. I structured it this way so that I can control the narrative. I cannot always control how the readers are going to, what they're getting. They can set expectations of when they're getting it. I can just set the pace for this. Now, this comes back to the, to the process again. So what, I, what I'm going to recommend, and this is even for anybody who's pantsing, you got to start with an outline. If you, especially, I believe you were talking with Notion earlier. And I missed most of that conversation. But, but I have used uh, Notion and other versions of it. And it's a brilliant thing to use to, to actually structure how you're going to 
present your story. So you at least have an outline and you have an idea. For this story, I'm going to write 24 chapters and a basic outline of what each chapter is going to look like so that then you have to deliver each one, how long it's going to take you and potential problems you have. But that, that comes out of just years of working three different processes, including being a pantser. Now, for when I was being when I was doing screenwriting, there's a process called Save the Cat, and it depends more on story beats more than anything else. For online serial writing, the beats become more important than than the plot. People always sweat about doing outlines because they don't want to do plots. But if you can focus on those story beats, it makes it makes doing outlines even for pantsers who do not want to ever write anything about anything beforehand it makes it a lot easier and it, this way it just sets up some expectations you can veer from the plot all you want and just make things up but as long as you reach that that beat that people are going to be expecting that some that say that there's going to be a big action scene just around a certain point in the story it, it's worth it anyway let's see back to my notes Okay, so it, yes, the, the beats are there, but and, and it helps to have a great story. And in any case, this is a story that I intend to keep writing in serial format for at least 12 seasons. And what I can do to make that proce process achievable is to have my outline set about writing the chapters and then working with an editor on each chapter as it's written. I revise it because I love my editor and she's always right and she's actually watching. So I love you. And then I post it. So my original plan had not included subscriptions, but now with Reem in the picture, things are going to change. I now have the capability because of writing serially and a product that developed to include a subscription in my plan and change my timeline just a little bit. Before it was going to write edit posts and do that for all 24 chapters on Wattpad for free. And then I was going to take the entire book, go over it, make sure, do a cleanup edit, make sure everything's cohesive, and then format it for release on Amazon, not on Amazon KU for hardcover and softcover, because yeah, I have opinions about the Amazon KU. The digital, all the digital rights and everything would essentially just remain online with, with a subscription like Green, because this is where people can still access it. We'll have to ask, talk to Michael about that whole subscription plan later. And anyway, if any of you know about book releasing, you have to do the whole marketing campaign, get it out for awards and everything, because you know awards you have to have a physical book for. But that's my entire pipeline, my, my entire pipeline. And with um, doing it through Ream and through Wattpad, setting up the whole process of how each part is going to be put out before the entire book is done, what I'm doing is actually setting up an audience for the purchase book, sorry, for the printed book. And that's going to take a lot of uncertainty away. I've talked about how serials can supercharge your readership. You're, you're doing serial. So you're, and you're probably waiting for the hook, the secret sauce, the big secret, and how to get to 200,000 readers and a million reads. So I want to get to the uncomfortable point. The secret sauce has been taken from us. The algorithm has been broken and distorted so badly they don't want to tell us how it works so we can make it work for us. 
there no more rules, no more strategies because your distributors want to control what they can sell. And it's not about making you big. So we have to find a way to regain some control over what your readers are seeing because right now your readers can't find your book. You could be on one of the biggest platforms in the world, like Wattpad with this 65 million readers a month and not even 64 million of those readers are seeing your book because it, the, al the algorithm has been broken there and they seriously aren't telling us how we can make the changes to get those readers so that we can take advantage of them coming to our books and and actually engaging the book. It's just literally being smothered. They're killing the relationship that we need to build. And this is going on all across the industry. People, they want to replace us with, if not ghostwriters, with AI. And it's uncomfortable, but it's there. But there are ways that we can actually take control of that again and really not depend on the readers that they can shove towards us. There, there are ways that we can work together as writers. Hold on. I'm just going to skip a whole part there. No, you're good. You're passionate. <laughs> I'm like mesmerized. Okay. There's manipulation of numbers that's going on and going through the filmmaking process and the web series and everything. There've been tricks that you see all over the place where you have filmmakers finding out new tricks like, oh my God, I can go and buy views. I can go buy likes and everything. And some of the, some of the platforms are literally manipulating the reads on numbers so that they can entice you in into their predatory contracts and it's something that you have to be more and more careful of that's a really good point yeah anyway so i hope you have been actually engaging with your readers so that you know which ones they are and which ones will support you as a writer because when it comes down to it, it they might just be on wattpad because they can read stories for free good news is that you don't have to worry about those guys being engaged readers who will follow you and sign up for a subscription are massively important. And those are the ones you really want to pay attention to. But the ones who are just there because they can get it for free on Wattpad or whatever platform you are on, pay attention to them because those are the ones who are going to supercharge your reads and possibly manipulate your numbers in the only honest way possible and make your book look like the best thing since French toast. I love French toast. There's been a lot of talk about audience engagement, but I don't think we truly appreciate what it really means when it comes down to it. This doesn't mean just talking to the audience who are going to pay, but also to those who are waiting for a reason to pay. Writing serially is vastly different from traditional. You Because you set a schedule and a certain level of quality and you can, can deliver consistently and it changes everything. Understand this, when you go and you buy a book, the sale is over and done. The reader tears through the book and it's over. They may leave a review on, on Amazon. Most times they will not. But they're back to waiting for the next book. And in that time, they're going to forget about you. With writing serially, you get them coming back over and over again, getting more of that story. They end up developing a relationship with the story and with you as a writer. And it's something that is hugely undervalued. Or in some cases, it is seen as something that, that should be monetized. It is a relationship and it's the most important thing in the world. 
Okay, I don't want to go down the whole fear mongering route about AI again, but it's just be aware of it. Just be cognizant that it is happening. They're looking for ways to replace us because it's just business for them. And you can see a lot of the devaluation going on with the righteous strike. It's not limited to Hollywood. It's the current culture they're trying to spread. They want to make it into the zeitgeist and people hate it. The audience hates it. We writers are the sticking point. We provide the content. And I hate the word, even though YouTube uses it a lot. They're taking stories and that creative and turning it into this word that is just content and it devalues everything that we do. But whatever is the way to produce that that those stories without having to depend on everybody you need the audience in order to supercharge your reads okay so i'm going to di divert a little bit into writers connect and what we do there and pretty much how we can work with the company like Reen or pretty much any other reading platform and i know this is a bit of divergence i swear i will get to the point but writers connect is a pipeline when I set it up with a bunch of my fellow writers, it was with the sole intent of just doing our own damn author convention. Yes, that was the actual name until Wattpad stepped in and said, hey, we want to sponsor you guys. Would, would you mind changing the name? Of course, I said yes, because money. So me and the gang talked about what our goal was, and that goal was to connect writers. Obvious name. We spent the next year just figuring out who we were and what we could offer besides a one-off convention. We did panels and videos, talked a lot about how to help each other and what we could do to fix Wattpad, how the other platforms compared. We built a thriving Discord community that was made up of, and I'm not kidding here, most of the top writers on Wattpad. We reinvented Writers Connect and offered a safe place where we writers could talk honestly about our own struggles, including the struggles with finding readers. Even the most successful names in millions of reads had noticed a sizable shift in their audiences and how they were interacting with readers. Every, everything had changed for everybody. In recent months, we've come to realize that we can do more than just help writers connect to each other, that we can take more action, that that's just where it starts at the community level. What we can really do is also help those writers connect to readers. The readers are out there and they're hungry for new books, but they can't find them. I'm going to repeat that for clarity and just in case anyone that one may have caught your attention readers cannot find your book <sighs> so even if you have literally a million readers you'd be lucky if even 1000 of those notice you had a new book and on a platform back to this again but on a platform that boasts over 65 million readers per month that's a problem so <laughs> that's my wife calling it's the now this is key, this is a key issue it's plague us how to surface a new book and how to get new readers we don't want to become a writing platform but what we want to do what we can do is to give writers a home and a place where we can direct readers to books they would not have normally discovered a pipeline source to wherever your content is available we can become a resource to take control of that audience once again but more than anything an audience that is loyal to the writer first not to the platform. My tangent here is done. I'm going to go into the whole digital space 
and how transformative it can be. And it's likely that it's to be one hell of a mess while the companies figure out just that AI can't replace us, but they're going to try. In the meantime, all we can do is what we do best, keep on writing. To summarize for those of you who brought your notebooks and have been waiting to use them. Oh, wait, hold on. This is where I get to share my screen. Where the heck did I put it? Ah, slides. I have your slides actually as well. Okay, <laughs> can you pull up slides? Because I, I yeah, let me, I'll share my screen. Let, let me pull it up. Boom, boom. I will get it live. So let's see how we're going to do this. Okay, this will work. So I have the images of the slides, but it'll look like a slideshow. So it'll be. Oh, okay. Oh, I think have, I have, oh, I have okay. Sorry, I was on another screen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, right. Cameras over here, slides over here. I get this back. Okay, you know what? I think I made a mistake. <laughs> Could you actually? I want to stop sharing this. I can you share it. I'd be happy to. Yeah. Okay, because I I need my screen to do something else. Yes. Let's see. Can people see see my screen right now? Yes or no? No. That's sad. Yes, they say they can see the screen. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Oh, I wasn't looking at the chat. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I, okay. I lost that. Great, great. Okay. Perfect. All right, so once again, a summary for those who brought your notebooks. Go to the next slide, please. Make up your plan for the chapters you're going to publish for the year. Put them all in the spreadsheet so you can see the dates that you need to hit. Use Notion, whatever else you need. Write at least 10 chapters before you start to publish. It, it helps to actually bank some chapters so that you have that bit of a backlog and you start to put them out. People aren't, but you aren't putting that stress on yourself to keep producing and fast. You have a bit of a buffer. It's really important. Next one. This is my motto as an, as a, an independent filmmaker. Just because you are low budget doesn't mean that your poster has to suck. What this means is that for you as a writer is this. Admit you're not a designer. Hire an artist. Unless you're an artist yourself, more often than not, your cover is going to suck. So just be, just admit you're not good enough and that, that you really need to hire a designer. Save yourself a headache. It, you recover more than anything else. Just supercharges um, your, um, your, he's not worried, supercharge. Anyway, it, it gets the audience attention more than anything else. And it's, it's with online publishing, it's more important to have a really good cover. Okay, the next one, you're publishing on the internet, so make full use of it. Prepare your chapter promos in Canva for Instagram, for Twitter, whatever social media you want to blast it out to whenever you can. This is promotional material that can be used in your newsletter, so keep that in mind. And prepare it ahead of time. You have your 10 chapters, prepare those. And as you produce a new chapter, get the next set ready so that you're not trying to do it on the same day. You, you have so much, so, so many things available to you right now. Use every resource you have. This is also going into to the full picture of what you're doing to build your audience. When you launch a new chapter, let everybody know. Don't sit there and don't talk about it. Post the artwork 
post links, make sure that you talk about it and tag appropriate groups and hashtags. You are your own marketing company. And there's really no use complaining that you shouldn't have to be doing this. And unless until you're making like a significant amount of money on a monthly basis from your, your going to be very successful subscription, you're going to have to do a lot of it yourself. And getting part of this is just, it's essential. Now, next thing you have to do is remember that you have a community, whether it's on Facebook, on Discord, whatever, and you need to let them know what you're doing. With Writers Connect, we have a, cele a celebration channel where we encourage people to post new releases or achievements. And we sometimes use that to help blast that word on our social media, on our own social media or newsletter. And we can only do that if people actually tell us what's going on. Use your online communities. Next slide, commit to it and do it over and over again for every chapter. Once you've done it for the first 10 chapters, which you would have already written, it kind of becomes a habit. Yeah. Okay, I think next slide. Oh, oh, I oh I'm sorry, you, you went through those pretty fast. Know your worth. I, no, actually, you know what? Never mind. I, I, I added this point afterward. So anyway, know your worth. You are not a commodity. You are a creative force and you need to know that you are not begging for scraps. So don't be afraid to ask someone to follow you. Don't be afraid to ask them to subscribe. And you don't have to ask anyone for permission to have an audience. There are your audience, your readers. One of the other things that I do is I also utilize video and YouTube. It's not something for the timid and it's only something that I can accomplish since. I'm a filmmaker. I already have a whole bunch of production gear at my house. You don't even want to see what's on my desk right now just to do this chat. I record narration of my chapters, sometimes on camera, and I can use clips of that as extra promotion. There are other ways you can do this, like even just on a simple cell phone, because you have a damn good camera in your cell phone. So just think of ways that you can take some of your content to put on YouTube shorts or Instagram they're all like one minute pieces. So you don't have to have like really long things, but little excerpts from your book, those help your audience and it gives your existing audience something to get excited about. So it, it really does help keep that engagement going. So what you're doing here with all of this is you're setting up a plan where you have some measure of control and where your readers know what to expect. And so they can keep coming back and they keep bringing their friends. You have to think long-term about what you need to accomplish in a year or two and work towards that. I've got my plan that's gonna keep me busy for the next 10 years, give or take a few distractions that life is gonna throw out my way, but I'm gonna be committed to my story, even if it's a one-off book and not an epic 12-part serial, and I'm gonna be excited about it. I'm gonna to talk to my readers, like, they're real people to try to get them excited too. Now, I would love to see a million readers coming to say everybody would. And all of a sudden it's the most popular thing on the planet. But until that happens, all I can do is write and take my readers on a journey that they won't ever forget because it's what I do. I tell stories. I'm a writer. That was really, really good. Wow. Okay, you can stop sharing my, my you can stop sharing my lovely covers now. They are very lovely. Because you took your own advice and made sure they were designed really well. 
it helps that, that I'm a graphic designer as well. Yes. <laughs> You've got a lot of the skills in-house, which explains why you are such a powerhouse of an author. And wow, that was an amazing talk. Do you have anything more? Because otherwise we have a lot of questions to go through. Let's go through the questions. That, that was the, the entire presentation. I spent a couple of days writing that. So well, <laughs> it was incredible. No, that was like amazing. Huge. I decided to skip some of the stuff about AI because it was, it was a little depressing, but yeah. No, I understand. I, I understand that. It's optimism here because uh, at the end of the day, when we write stories, we're writing for other humans. So, so that's the good part about it. Humanity has to win in the end when it comes to at least the readers. So let's see what question we want to start with. There's so many good ones, y'all. And you can keep putting questions in the chat too. But I'll start with Beverly, who asked, Rodney, you said when you publish serially, you can go back and make changes. Do you do that to your previous post or only for the final product? And then a kind of follow-up question to that is, do you involve your audience in discussion about how the story might unfold? Do you take suggestions from your readers? Okay, so the first one- Do you go back I, and edit? Oh yeah, sometimes I may actually go back and edit once I come to a certain plot point that changes something significantly or needed to be set up early on. And it's something that you, that even with the most- detailed planning you don't even come to until you're actually writing it. When I reach that point, it's, it's either make notes and say, okay, I need to go fix that or take it in hand and go back and fix it and put a note in the chapter and say, uh, or my announcements and say, hey guys, I'm sorry, but the chapter that you used to read is wrong now. Go read it again. But once they read it, they get it and they appreciate that, that I actually set something up there because then when they read the new chapter, they can see how it balances out and they're on, a, they're on the journey with me. I love that. That's a great answer and great question. So we have a question from Heather. Do you know if there are any serial writers who write the whole thing first before beginning to publish? You said 10 chapters ahead. Do some write the whole thing first? Oh, there was actually an, a, another question um, before because you had asked me two questions. I think, did you, you were talking about, the second part was about involving the audience in it. Oh, no, yeah, no, that, that was uh, saying their reaction to it. But no, I don't take suggestions from okay. writers. I, I already have my whole story set up and everything. They, some of them may come up with some theory about what's going to happen. And you know what? They can be absolutely right down to the detail, no, not details. They can tell me exactly what they think is going to happen and they can be right and I'm not going to change it. Screw that. This is my story. The What happens is not important. It's how I tell it that's important. Oh, that's a great, that's a t-shirt, another t-shirt quote from you. So we have a question of, are you saying, because you talk a lot about discoverability on Wattpad, are you saying that free books on Wattpad are no longer discoverable or are there any tips to circumvent the current system right now that might still help Aspiring readers. You have to work outside of Wattpad. The free books are discoverable, but they're forcing more content that they think they're wanting to monetize. So a lot of the niche books aren't getting pushed. If, if romance is hot at this moment, that is exactly what they're going to be pushing because the young romance is the hottest ticket and they want to surface more of those stories and get more of an audience for that. So Niche writers are going to be pretty much left in the dirt. If you have a young YA romance story that, that has potential and it's, it's still free, you may get noticed by Wattpad and they, they may put you on a list to see how well it, it 
it actually gets out there and, and if it picks up readers. But if it's not on their their hot list of things that are going to be popular that they're looking for, yeah, it's going to be a little harder. That's really great insight. The next question from Heather is, do you know if there are any SEO writers who write the whole thing first before beginning to publish? I know of a couple of writers who do exactly that. They do tremendously well. And while they're they're releasing their new chapters, they're off writing the next book, the book after that, because they have they're so disciplined. It's not funny. And I would love to have their discipline to, to be able to get through the entire book and go through the edits and just throw it out there. But my process is a little different and it's one that is working for me. Another great answer from you. And this is another great question from Sarah. Ronnie, do you have any good resources for serial story beats? They said that they've got STC for novel writers. Do you have any that are like specific to serial format in terms of planning out? I say save the cat. That's the gold standard. It, did, it really works. It, um, yeah. yeah, save the cat. I use it for screenplays. I use it for short, for short films and for web series. And it's massively adaptable. Once you really accept what the story beats are and fully understand it, then it opens up all kinds of avenues. That's great. And we have another question, which is, I think you've answered it throughout the presentation, but I'm curious because this is a very specific scenario, what you'd say to an author in this scenario, which Anna says that they were getting one, it seems 8,000 reads and views on their story in book one. And hundreds of requests, or the reads were in the thousands, and they had hundreds of requests for more of the story. What would you say to someone who's they've stopped now because of life can get in the way, as it always does, and now they're trying to get back to it? How do you reach that old audience? Is there a way to do that? They were on Wattpad. Some of that old audience, you're not going to get back because audiences age out of Wattpad all the time. You can consider about 50% of the audience gone. If you really want to get the, the, the your new audience and some of your older audience back, best thing to do is actually relaunch the book. It's one, one, of the, one of the resources that we have available to us where we can take the entire thing down and then just relaunch it. And it is now, the, the algorithm isn't fooled by this in any way whatsoever. The algorithm just looks, just shrugs at you and says, yeah, okay, whatever. But the, you, the readers who have subscribed to you and are following you, they're going to notice new activity, especially when you start posting about it again. And you're, say, you're posting a new chapter, you're posting on Instagram or social media, or whatever. You're trying to re-engage them, post on your wall, talk to them. Just don't put it out there and hope that they will come. Mm. And th this way is actually going to drive those reads to that old story and reinvigorate it. And you can actually set a launch date for the next book so that you already know that you have all these chapters. So even if you took it, you had say 90 chapters and you then set it to, to publish one per day, just do the math there. I, I'm not doing the math. <laughs> But for the next night, okay, so for, there you go. For three months, you have a story that's going to be getting that interest back and building that momentum again. So that end of that 30 days, you can say, here's book two, enjoy. So I hope you write and like the devil. No, great advice again. So I love this question, which is, you've had great success writing horror. Do you find it to challenge to be writing in a more niche genre, say, compared to romance? 
I love horror. I, I especially love it. So the, the, cha- the challenge is always about the audience, but the horror audience is they're dedicated they're, and they are, they are passionate. So it, once you get into the horror, the, the, that audience, they're always going to stick with you no matter what you write. You can go and write a, a romance novel and they're, they're going to be reading all the way through, waiting for the horror. And then at the end of it, they're going to be like, here's a horror. But they will stick with you because they like, it's not just a horror that they want. They, they enjoy the storytelling aspect more than anything. So the niche readers are different than your more mainstream readers who who may jump on on a book. Oh my gosh, this is popular. I can really relate to this. But they're seeing some parts of them. But the genre writers, they sorry, readers, they it's I, I don't want to say they're better because they're readers, but they're just made differently. And they approach story from a different thing because with genre fiction, it takes in so many other aspects. With horror, you have aspects of romance, you have aspects of drama, action, all of these things combined. And they can appreciate every single aspect of it instead of just wanting everything to be safe and lovey-dovey. I'm sorry, guys. Romance authors, please don't hate me too much. We love romance authors too. And you have plenty of them and writers connect. And that's my next question. We've gotten a few questions from the audience about Writers Connect. And I think it'd be great if you first shared, like you've talked about it, but maybe talk, share the story about how it came to be in a little bit more detail. I don't know if you like really went into like how it's going and what you're doing. Like what is Writers Connect at a high level? And is it possible for other authors like who are maybe here right now to get involved with Writers Connect? Is that a thing that's possible? um, How it got started was literally how I said it. We were... We had this little offshoot group. It was made up of all Wattpad stars at the time. And we would talk on Discord. And this is during COVID. And we were just like so frustrated not being able to meet people and get together and talk. And And we had all these little chats going on. And finally, one day, one of us, it might have been me or maybe it's Clary. Anyway, don't don't quote me that. But anyway, one of us uh, came up one day and said, why don't we just have our own damn righteous convention? And that 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 pretty much started the thing. So I ran with it. I went and created this little graphic and Canva, our own damn Udicon, our own damn right to author convention. And it just built momentum from there where we were just reaching out to different authors about, you guys love the romance. Why don't, why don't you get together and, and build a whole panel around this? We got the horror writers together, the comedy writers, all these different genres and just built this entire convention. And and then that's when Wattpad stepped in and said they want to sponsor. So after that convention was over, and it was a huge success for us. We had over over 1,200 subscriptions, over 1,200 registrations going into it. It was, it, it was just, everyone just had this great energy. So Wattpad was interested in keeping working with us for the next year. So we had this whole series going called Writing for the Watties. And it was just panels of different writers with different experiences with the Watties. This the Watties is their Wattpad biggest award show. And we were just giving up every month different instruction panels about what they can do to improve their chances, the story writing and everything. And then for the actual Watties itself, for that whole month, uh, I just went on this whole 
advertising band just talking to writers on a daily basis and just engaging engaging with the writers and the audiences were picking up on that the other writers were getting excited about the wadis in a way that they hadn't really gotten excited before so i think that was like the point where writers connect really started to change from just being like a an arm's length extension of Wattpad writers just doing our own thing to to become something a little more because we were growing we just didn't know exactly where we wanted to grow yet it wasn't until this year on February where we kind of shift shifted tactic a little bit and try to think about how we can connect the writers more more than just doing panels and you just started to develop the whole idea of the website and how we could oh yes a key thing that i forgot i had registered a company as a nonprofit, and this year we got approved for a google ad grant i don't know if you know about the google ad grant it's for it's for nonprofits, and because we were a nonprofit, and our mission was uplifting writers and everything we qualified under that to get 50 $10,000 worth of free Google ads every month. And I wanted to take that. So this is where we, the whole web site stuff came in that I wanted to start building landing pages for writers and seeing if we could start to engage some of this Google search, pull some of that off, people looking for Wattpad books, different books on Wattpad, different writers, and, and seeing if we could send them to to that landing page where they could then go on to find go no discover that author's books so far you got a couple of people signed up they're signing up more and more every day and it's been focused on the wattpad community so we're actually building up more features so that we can focus on what is scale is focus on the right in our discord community right now there's 624 24 of us at the moment, but I, it's just, I think that number is going to go up. And it's, it's a bit of a process just trying to see what works, but becoming a pipeline for those, becoming a pipeline to send readers, potential readers and other people to the website is becoming a lot more, a lot more plausible, a lot more achievable right now because we're having like a 10% CTR, which is click. That's very uh, good. Yeah, and it's it's great. And this is just from the early test that we've done. Of course, every single one has to be done manually, which is a bit of a pain, but it's worth it. And um, I think that's going to be like, it's one of our biggest values for writers, no matter if they have a book on Amazon, a book on Wattpad, a book on Ream, they can now set it up on, on Writers Connect if someone looks is looking for them and, I've actually discovered a lot of books that I would never have seen before just from the landing page. If someone goes to the landing page and sees the books and say, okay, I want to go read it. And it happens to be over in Ream, it will take you to Ream. If it's over on Wattpad, it will take you to Wattpad. And it's not about us becoming a platform for the books or, you know, taking away anything, but it's about driving the traffic where it needs to be. That's awesome. That's, I love everything you're doing. And Everyone listening is probably, wow, this is really cool. And just to ask, are other writers allowed to join Discord? Do you accept people into it? Or do you have to be invited? Can anyone just join the Discord or how does that work? Currently, they they can join the Discord. It's, a, it's an open private group. But like I said, the focus has been on the Wattpad writers 
because we're still trying to figure out how best to to send more traffic to those writers and that it, this is part of the whole community that we've built while we do welcome other writers there are we do have some limits on who we can currently promote due to landing pages mainly because we're, we're still building it and we want them to be part of the community if someone is coming in just to get promoted i'm sorry i have 600 people ahead of you so as, as much if, if you're going to come in and hang out and learn from us and give back become pro, a proper part of the community that is great because it's something that you can get so much out of rather than just coming in just for a promotion yeah you gotta get a with any community you to be truly involved and to really get the most you want to need to really give back to it as well it's symbiotic yeah so. exactly it's not just come and take and take this it, is actually we did the anthology in in February and that was a whole lot of work the whole promotion that we did for it and everything was it was incredible we had 36 different writers that all the different stories and every single one of them would help to promote the next batch of stories that were coming out and we would we actually went and prepared all the templates and Canva and everything so it was like a real living thing it was exciting to see because we had the stories coming out in audio on youtube and then the, the actual chapters coming out on wattpad and it, it really worked because the writers weren't just promoting themselves they were promoting every single person in the anthology and it worked and people the readers got caught up in the excitement because you were posting everywhere and they just wanted to see more so they weren't end up not reading just the writer's story which usually happens but ended up reading more of the other stories in the anthology. And that was a big winner in the book. This has been great. We have time for one last question, which is, are chapters edited by a professional prior to posting in your serials? And if so, what is the typical cycle time between submission to editor and publishing to the platform? It depends on if I throw or call a, a tantrum or not. I actually work with a brilliant editor named Deborah Gulls. She's a former, she's not former, she's a fellow writer on, on Wattpad. She goes under Brittany Charmantine. Her book is, one of her biggest books is Mermaids and the Vampires Who Love Them. And she is absolutely brilliant. But she gets my story and she gets she gets the characters in a way that is completely, it's like the best writer-editor relationship that you can have. So the turnaround is fast. I don't take anything that she says personally. She is just looking to build to build a story and to challenge me into thinking about the story much more. So she's absolutely professional in what she gives. I give her the text, um, feeling all cocky, thinking that, you know what, let me see what you can do, Deb. I just edited the hell out of that. And then I see the sea of red. Take a deep breath. And I go through, fix uh, fix the ones that she's pointed out, challenge her, of course, because she you got to challenge your editor. But we have a, a good relationship where if she's asking a question, it's because I'm not showing it on the page. We have that little bit push and pull where I'm like, that can go and explain it to her in this long diatribe. And her single response is, why don't you just write that instead? And she's right. So I got to figure out a way to put that in. But her turnaround, once I give it to her, it's about a day or two. Then I have to go back and just do all my edits, send it back to her. That's about another day. So we can we actually have a weekly process that we can go through. And by the time I finish editing it, it's ready to post and get back into the next chapter. 
So it's an ongoing thing. But because she he's also a writer, she also has time to work on her own stuff instead of just sitting around waiting for my stuff to come in. I love it. Rodney, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for your time today. Everyone, oh, give Rodney me. a huge round of applause in the chat. This was, what a session. You are brilliant. And if you want to connect with Rodney, his site at WritersConX is there. And if you're excited to read his books, because he's got some awesome serials, you can find him on Wattpad, among other places as well. And I'm linking to his right now. Oh, Wattpad did a whole thing. Oh, really, Wattpad? Wattpad's making me log in to get the official link. <laughs> yeah, I have my own page on Ream as well. So hopefully I should be able to start serializing How Not to Vampire there as well. That would Thanks be really fun. I'm going to link How Not to Vampire in the chat for everyone. This has been awesome. Everyone, we have one session left after this. In a half hour, I'll be giving a 30-minute chat all about the future of subscriptions and a very personal talk about how this community came to be and where we're going to be going in the future. But for now, we're going to get to a little break. Thank you, Rodney, once again. And I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on reaching the end of the summit. From what I'm hearing, from what I've seen, is been absolutely brilliant. Thank you to all of you. It's been great. But uh, we'll be back in 30 minutes for the final wrap-up. Go get a final stretch in, final water break, and I'll see you all soon. Thank you so much for watching this session of the Subscriptions for Authors Summit. Now, you may want to learn more about subscriptions, and in that case, I recommend watching all the other sessions in this summit. They're linked down in a playlist below. But I also want to share with you all the other amazing resources we have as part of Subscriptions for Authors. First, we have the Facebook group. You've probably heard it talked a lot about during the summit, but if you're not a part of it yet, you can join totally for free in the link down in the description at facebook.com slash subscriptions for authors. There's over 2,300 fellow subscription authors in there, and now a bunch of spin-off groups based on specific genres that will help you start and grow your subscription as an author. In addition, we also have for a very limited time, the founding cohort of the Six Figure Subscription Author Accelerator. It's the first link down in the comments. It's open till May 31st, and it's an amazing premium course plus group mentorship that me and Amelia have set up. It has over 10 hours of video, and then has four group mentorship sessions where you will be paired with a coach and fellow teammates who will take you through starting and growing your subscription with the goal of taking you at the beginning of the summit, whether you've started your subscription or not, to then being able to grow your subscription, get your first paid subscribers, and hopefully grow your subscription to the point that one day you can be a six-figure subscription author. It's a really, really exciting opportunity, and me and Amelia are super excited to share that with you, especially if you're very serious about growing your subscription. It can be a great opportunity if you're a very serious author who wants to go and do that. But if you're maybe not ready for the accelerator, no worries, because we have a lot of other opportunities, a ton of free resources we put online on this very YouTube channel, there's like 30 podcast episodes out and we have a ton more releasing soon. We have like 10 more films that we're going to be releasing in the coming weeks. In addition, we have a free book called The Descriptions for Authors Starter Guide, which condenses a lot of the amazing insights you heard today throughout these sessions and gives them in a very streamlined fashion, a step-by-step -step guide into how you can start your description. You can download that book totally for free by signing up for our mailing list at the link in the description. And then lastly, we also have 
Fireside Chats. I will link down to the playlist of that as well. Those are free webinars that we do about very key topics and subscriptions. So those are really, really fun. I hope you all enjoy it. Yes, we are dedicated to putting a ton of resources out there for you to have a successful subscription. Not only that, but we also built a platform specifically made for fiction authors to be successful in subscriptions, which is called Ream. You can think about it like the Shopify meets Patreon, meets a Facebook group, meets Wattpad all in one. But the whole goal is to help you turn your fans into customers of yours directly that pay you monthly. It's a really awesome platform and you can check it out in the link below in the description as well. Yes, there's a lot of links, there's a lot of things going on, but odds are if you're watching this summit, you wanna dive deeper into your subscription, so you want to give you everything in one place. And in fact, if you wanna get all of our links in one place, we have the Ream link tree. That'll be the second link down in the comments. The Ream link tree literally has everything in there. So if you ever want any information on anything in subscriptions, all of it's in the link tree, and it's a pretty great place. I'll see y'all soon. Thank you for being a part of this summit. You all the best. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, storytellers rule the world. Oh, 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 oh,